HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Luke Griffin, and you're listening to Bushwick Podcast, local stories for a strong community here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. We partner with organizations throughout the neighborhood to share their remarkable journeys and break down the important issues facing Bushwick today. At the top of this new year, one of the biggest issues facing Bushwick is wellness. From nutrition to healthcare to housing, there's an increasing divide in the neighborhood among who can get the services and resources they need to take care of themselves and who can't. Today, we're going to introduce you to one of the most ambitious teams working to bridge that divide. Here in Bushwick and beyond. People who look like us who have no idea about any of this at all, and then they see this woman here, and they're like, oh, this is an option. I had no idea this was an option. You know, oh, people who look like me do this, do that, you know? It's February 4th, 2019, and this episode is called Soul Sips. Wellness means different things to different people. Depending on how old you are, how much money you make, and any number of other factors, wellness might make you think of comfy shoes, exercising, or meditation. Any way you slice it, though, how we take care of ourselves has a huge impact not just on how we feel, but on just about every aspect of our lives. And when it's hard to take care of ourselves, it doesn't just affect us, it affects our communities as well. Each year, Bushwick's Community Board, that's the local body that represents the community to our elected officials and city agencies, produces a report called the Statement of Community District Needs and Community Budget Requests. It's an unassuming name for an important document, one of several from different groups in the neighborhood that analyze the biggest issues facing Bushwick. In this year's report, in a section titled Top Three Pressing Issues Overall, the Community Board says this, quote, Bushwick residents are more at risk of developing chronic conditions such as diabetes, asthma, and high blood pressure over the course of their lifetime than in other areas of the city, the majority of which are easily preventable by leading an active lifestyle and incorporating fresh, nutrient-dense food into a regular diet, end quote. The report goes on to say that due to these chronic conditions, many residents must utilize local hospitals for care and services, which results in expensive bills for them and longer wait times for others. It's a self-reinforcing cycle that continuously disadvantages the community. At the heart of that cycle is the problem that, for a lot of people in Bushwick, 
It's difficult to lead active lifestyles or eat diets of mostly fresh, nutrient-rich foods. There are a lot of spaces like yoga studios and healthy restaurants popping up around the neighborhood to address this, but for much of the community, particularly working-class families and people of color, these options are either too expensive or can feel, frankly, alienating. It's these twin challenges of accessibility and representation that bring us to the team at the center of today's episode. Together, they run a restaurant that has an unexpected menu and an audacious mission, to make the very idea of wellness more equitable, and to show that no matter who you are, where you live, or how much money you have, you deserve access to the spaces, resources, and foods that make your body feel the way you want to feel. It's a restaurant called Soul Sips, and if the team behind it is successful, the conversation about wellness here in Bushwick is going to look a lot more inclusive and a lot brighter. Solsip sits on a quiet block on Bushwick's Wilson Avenue, next door to a small tax prep office, and around the corner from a garage where at night, old men play games by the light of a small gas generator. Its subtle exterior is punctuated by a bright red door that serves as your invitation into this otherwise blink-and-you'll-miss-it hole-in-the-wall cafe, which, in the past, has lived remarkably varied lives. This shop used to be the bloodiest sandwich shop in Brooklyn. It was a meat shop. That's Ayana Parti, one of Solsip's co-founders. Unlike any previous incarnations of the space, Solsip's doesn't serve meat at all. It's a completely plant-based restaurant that serves up things like kale patties, a mushroom riff on chicken and waffles, and something called a Buddha Blue smoothie. Ayana's joined here by a dynamic team of entrepreneurs who've turned Solsip's from a bootstrap labor of love into one of Brooklyn's biggest food success stories in just the past year. Helping to manage the exploding press and PR footprint of that rise is Salenta Bysden. I'm Salenta. I do PR and media for SoulSips. Salenta is also the founder of her own business, Pushing Underground Sounds Higher, or The Push, a Brooklyn company that helps promote up-and-coming artists. In the kitchen, and at the heart of Soul Sips, is a family, the Cheneys. Oh, hey, hey, Emily. Good morning. <laughs> There's Emily, the matriarch, and a key influence on the philosophy behind Soul Sips' menu and its mission. My name is Emily Cheney. Um, uh, right now, I'm with working with Soul Sips, and I'm also a health coach. And then there's her daughter, Francesca, the founder, face, and de facto leader of Soul Sips. She's smart, magnetic, and not yet 23, perhaps younger than you might expect for one of New York's rising entrepreneurial stars. As the owner and ultimate shot caller here, she's also refreshingly thoughtful and humble. So I consider myself to be the founder, owner, but just as much as I consider myself a leader within the team, I consider myself a part of the team, and I benefit equally from both. Um, what she's leaving out is Francesca is soul. <laughs> That's the S-O-L soul that gives Soul Sips its name. It's an alias that started as Francesca's stage name in an old music duo called Soul and Luna. But it stuck even after the band ended, and here at the cafe, it's taken on a new meaning. I realized that it's also just um, sort of like a, a play on making sure that we can sustain ourselves with the ultimate source, which is the sun. We're getting a lot of like energy from the sun, and that's what our food and drinks feel like. It's all about just like stimulating your inner soul 
and then also just like getting simulations from (laughs) but for as much as soul sips is about healthy food and drinks it's even more so about something greater making wellness more equitable for communities like bushwick which are hit disproportionately hard by conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure while there's no one cause for the increase in these conditions or any one cure eating healthy foods is strongly correlated with better health outcomes but here in bushwick like in a lot of neighborhoods The healthiest foods are typically the most expensive, and the most abundant options, like fast food chain restaurants, are typically the least healthy. Nutrition, of course, is just one dimension of wellness, but the team has an infectious enthusiasm for how profound an effect that diet has on everything from your skin to your heart health. When you feel good after eating food and don't feel tired or sluggish afterwards, and your brain is working better, and you're aging slower, and your hair is growing faster, and you don't feel certain aches and pains in your body, and you're making less trips to the doctor, and your family isn't energetic, and you're getting more things done, at some point you have to stop and say, what, am, what is the central thing in my life that's causing all these things to happen? And for it, it really is your diet. It's a meaningful point, but a complicated one, in a neighborhood where healthy food options are often too expensive or feel too alienating for the communities hit hardest by diet-related chronic conditions. Success for Solsips doesn't just mean hitting numbers as a business. It means building a movement that changes the conversation around plant-based eating and wellness to be radically more inclusive. And for Francesca and the team, that's a movement that they've been building for years. The Solsev's journey began, in a way, thousands of miles from Bushwick, where Francesca's mother Emily was born and raised, in Belize. Specifically, at local farms and colorful dinner tables. My mother, you know, we used to go to the farm, and we would get, like, all the vegetables, the fruits, and then we would eat that and just incorporate it with some other items. Emily recalls eating mostly farm-to-table growing up, but when she moved with her family to the U.S. as a teenager... She was surprised to see that American attitudes towards eating were a lot different than they were back in Belize. Instead of vegetables and fruits from nearby farms, people were eating a lot of processed food and fast food. And in time, she saw her family members, like a lot of people in her new community, start to develop conditions like high blood pressure. I realized that um, the lifestyle was different. Most of the people that, um, like my family that left Belize, we left with that mindset or that, um, you know, just being able to eat the right foods and then coming here, everything was fast food. So it just changed the dynamics in terms of people getting, like I said, diabetes, um, high blood pressure. And so by the time Francesca was born, Emily was living in East New York, a working class Brooklyn neighborhood not far from Bushwick. And she'd come to develop a discipline for eating healthy in the food deserts of Brooklyn. She raised Francesca on a mostly plant-based diet And they went to places like community gardens, where Emily would show Francesca how to assemble healthy meals in places where the most common vegan option was french fries. Behind all of this, she instilled in Francesca a philosophy for food that positioned it as a key ingredient for health and wellness. So primarily it was to be able to um, eat the best foods for our bodies, um, because in my family we had some people that had diabetes, had blood pressure, And I wanted to break that mold because for me, eating the right way can um, 
you know, get rid of whatever your body is going through in terms of um, any kind of illness. That was my belief, and I still believe that. Francesca carried these lessons with her to college at SUNY Purchase, where she became increasingly interested in the relationship between wellness and food. She began cooking casual plant-based dinners for her friends at school, and as more and more people started to join, she began making her own juices as well. At first, this was kind of an experiment, but as the response at Purchase grew, Francesca received encouragement and advice from a new family member, Ayana, who had married Francesca's cousin and was herself a successful entrepreneur and lawyer. Ayana was like, you know, you should start taking juicing seriously in terms of like going and buying your fruits and vegetables wholesale and um, actually like having it be something that you can um, sustain. She, I gave her an encyclopedia of foods and herbs and I said, go study. <laughs> and know what your food does to your body. Yes. Yeah. Ayana wasn't just a savvy entrepreneur. She was a lifelong believer in plant-based diets. And by the time she met Francesca around 2014, Ayana had already been evangelizing plant-based eating for years, even as a child. I wanted my family to be healthier, but I was the youngest and I was the girl. So no one was listening to me. So for a year, I, I cooked dinner because I was the girl and I grew up in a misogynistic patriarchal household. <laughs> but um, I spent a full year replacing meat with plant-based items and my family couldn't tell the difference. And then at the end of the year, I said, surprise, you've been vegan for a year. <laughs> my brother cursed my name and went out and ate some rabbit and octopus. <laughs> and my dad continued on the vegan lifestyle. Iona helped Francesca refine her juicing concept into the business that would become Soul Sips. What started out as selling juices along the Eastern Parkway became serving food and drinks at festivals and pop-ups, and eventually moving into the brick-and-mortar space here in Bushwick in late 2017. It was an ascent that only succeeded because of the passion and hard work from Francesca, Emily, Ayana, and the others that helped them along the way. It was really a lot of sweat equity put in by these two women beside me, I will say. (laughs) A lot of sweat equity. SoulSips was a successful pop-up, but the Bushwick brick and mortar allows the team to confront one of the key challenges to making wellness more equitable, the challenge of accessibility. On one level, the cafe offers the very direct benefit of adding another healthy food option here in Bushwick and making a healthy meal, at least geographically, more within reach for the neighborhood. That option, of course, would only do so much good if it offered food that only appealed to health nuts and vegans. There's also the accessibility of taste to consider. To this end, Solsips is keenly aware that plant-based foods can seem unappealing to a lot of meat eaters, and the brick-and-mortar cafe has allowed the team to develop a consistent menu that at least in some ways should be accessible and familiar for anyone. A staple is a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Um, A lot of vegan places have tried to duplicate a bacon, egg, and cheese with uh, tofu, which isn't necessarily that much better but um you know ours is completely um whole food plant-based there's no soy and um it tastes like a bacon egg and cheese and it keeps you full like all day like like you ate maybe like seven bacon egg and cheese (laughs) but it doesn't make you feel sluggish 
you right. know so um one when people come in and they try that then when they say I want a bacon egg and cheese for breakfast they, they think wait i don't want a bacon egg and cheese i want a soul sips bacon egg and cheese because that's going <laughs> to keep me <laughs> i'm going to be okay for a little while right for a yeah. long while yeah, yeah. But just as essentially as taste and geographic accessibility, SoulSips is tackling the issue of economic accessibility. We've been conditioned by marketing and branding to think that healthier food should be more expensive, so we almost expect plant-based restaurants to be priced at a premium. SoulSips defies this trend by pricing their meals more appropriately for the average customer here in Bushwick, where the median household income is less than $50,000 a year. Full meals at the cafe are typically around $12, and each week, SoulSips offers a sliding scale brunch to make at least one plant-based meal even more accessible for the community. We actually have a sliding scale brunch that we have. We have every like Saturday where we have a, the food accessible to everyone, and they can get a full meal from seven and pay seven to fifteen dollars based on what they can afford. At the end of the day, though, the end goal of the SoulSips product on your plate isn't necessarily about getting more people to eat vegan meals. As Francesca says, it's simply about giving people a choice. So we're not saying, oh, because um, this is a vegan restaurant, only vegan people can come here, or only, um, I guess, like, we're only serving a certain crowd. Uh, my understanding of vegan food is just that it makes me feel better. And so I relate my food experience to the experience that I want to have in my body while I'm here on this earth. And if I feel better through like eating lighter foods, then I want to make that option available to as many people as possible without saying, hey, change your diet or without saying, hey, um, meat is bad. But as much as access itself is a problem for wellness, representation may be an even bigger one. The idea that eating healthy or exercising are things that only people who look a certain way or come from a certain background should do only reinforces the wellness gap that exists in places like Bushwick. Beyond SoulSip's direct business of serving healthy meals, so much of their mission is really about changing the discourse around wellness. Showing people that everyone, no matter what they look like or how much money they make, deserves to have foods that make their bodies feel the way they want them to. And it's here that the Soul Sips team might be making their biggest impact. There's a lot to unpack when it comes to wellness and representation. Where and how wellness is marketed has helped shape a collective image around healthy practices as things that are highly identity-based. Broadly speaking, a lot of people tend to think of eating plant-based food as something that's kind of weird or something that affluent white people do. One of the things that SoulSips is trying to do is simply normalize eating vegan. Each person on the team, it seems, has had to confront countless biases against it. And as Salenta, who manages PR for the cafe, points out, so many of those biases are themselves linked to identity, like where you're from or what your personal relationship with food is. I come from a family that eats meat. My parents are from Florida, they're from the South, and they eat meat. Cookouts are a thing. Burgers, hot dogs, you name it. Everything. We cook in everything. So when I told them, like, hey, I have a plant-based diet, and the first thing my mom said is, like, where are you going to get your protein from? 
And I was like, beans, nuts, <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, no, like it was just really hard for years actually. But like I was, I was rejected hard. Like it was just like, what? Like oh, you're one of them now. I'm like oh, like here we go. It's impossible to ignore the role that identity plays in wellness and the gaps that exist around it. That Soulsteps is a plant-based cafe in a working-class neighborhood of color is rare in the face of the biases in the fresh meals industry. That Soulsteps is a plant-based cafe owned and operated by women of color is even rarer and perhaps even more significant. It's a powerful statement in the community to show that plant-based eating can be for all different types of people. Oh, there was a man in here the other day um, for the uh, spring menu, the new seasonal men- menu, and he was saying that like he brought his daughter here so that she could see, like, look, other people eat this food too that look like you, and they, and they dress like you. I had my hair wrapped, and he's like, her mother wraps her hair, and we took a photo with her because he wants her to know, like, it's not just in our home, like it's extended, you know, and that really stuck with me because I'm like, yeah, this, how literally every little thing down to what I'm wearing is like impactful to like the youth, impactful to anybody that outside may not know anything about this. And it's not just for one particular type of person, it's for everybody. Like this is the food from the earth. Mm-hmm. The earth gives us everything we need. For as impactful as their presence here in Bushwick is, the Soul Sips team is using their broader platform to reach and inspire people beyond their immediate customers. Socially, this is very impactful for our environment. And from people overseas seeing this and across the country seeing this, there's people who reach mm-hmm. out, they're like, thank you, because... I don't have access to this in my neighborhood and I'm learning like even from the photos that are posted on the social media you know people are like oh I didn't know you could combine these things and like I'm gonna try to cook this at home and it's like yes that's that's the point (laughs) for now there's the very real tension of somehow reaching the people for whom healthy foods are the most inaccessible and making the numbers work as a business but Francesca is humble in acknowledging SoulSip's current limitations identifying the cafe's role as something of a catalyst for change as a critical component of their work. I'm always thinking about how we can we can make sure that soul sips trickles. And when I say trickle, I mean like in terms of how we um, make sure that we get to everyone because in all actuality, our model of food is it's affordable there's still certain people that can't afford it not even certain people there's still a lot of people that cannot afford it as francesca and the team think about the impact to be made beyond the walls of the cafe they're leveraging what seems to be their greatest asset a community that's hungry for choice for change and to see SoulSip's mission succeed. They're working with community partners like local hospitals to teach workshops on healthy cooking and using their space to host local artists and community meetings. Essentially, they're planting seeds to help their movement grow and become even more inclusive. I'm thinking about it and I'm like, how can we make this turnover tenfold, right? Because there's um, there's a lot of um, education and resources that aren't necessarily 
um, available to everyone. So our mission is really, really rooted in that, getting out to hospitals, getting out to community centers. And, um, and like I mentioned before, it's not about having anyone be vegan or change anything that they want to do in their life. It's really about just having the option. Today, at least, it seems to be paying off in a big way. SoulSip's community has grown tremendously in the little over a year they've been here in the cafe. They have over 18,000 followers on Instagram, have been the subject of dozens of press pieces and publications from Elle to Eater to Essence, and late last year, Francesca even appeared with the queen of delish herself, Rachel Ray, who invited Francesca onto her nationally televised daytime TV show. compliments to give you uh, you know just that you're making this quality of food accessible to your community but that that was important to you is amazing your bestseller ultimately each new appearance each new follower each new interaction is one step closer to the more equitable community that soul sips is hoping to build today i put out some hibiscus and turmeric water outside usually we have it inside but i put it outside for free and I pretty much also put a hand washing station outside. So anyone that's in this neighborhood, anyone that's walking down Wilson Avenue can get to interact with some aspect of wellness, regardless of if they come in here and buy anything. Because the goal is really not to like, it's not about um, anyone coming and buying anything from us, whether it be food or an idea, we're not selling this, um, we're not selling wellness. We genuinely believe in this. So by any means possible, we're gonna make sure that we continue to just connect with different people in another part of it. In- if you wanna get involved or just try some of Soul Sip's menu for yourself, you can visit the cafe at 203 Wilson Avenue at the corner of Stanhope. You can also visit their website at soulsipsnyc.com. That's S-O-L-SipsNYC.com. This week, we're excited to announce that from February 4th through February 8th, Soul Sips is running a special promotion just for Bushwick Podcast listeners. If you share our Instagram post for this episode on your Instagram story, you'll get 50% off a hot drink at the cafe, like their coffee alternative, Root Brew. I hope you give it a try, and we appreciate you spreading the love. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, or want to get involved with Bushwick Podcast, send us an email to hello at hearbushwick.com. That's H-E-A-R bushwick.com. Or DM us on our Instagram page at Bushwick Podcast. We'll be back next week with a special Valentine's Day episode about the incredible journey behind one of Bushwick's most unique businesses, the Fine and Raw Chocolate Factory. We can't wait to share it with you, and we'll see you then.